Well, I'm not used to speaking in front of a big group like this without a pile of vegetables in front of me. I usually speak at the farmer's market. But I must say, I was very provoked by the health panel that we had, and I just have a few comments. One is that we serve nettle pasta at Chez Panisse, and I had no idea that it had health uh, benefits um, to that. And the other is that I will never accept a square tomato that is shipped around the world and provides people with some kind of food um, that I can't imagine has the qualities of nourishment and aliveness that I'm looking for in, my, in the food that I eat. So I will never accept that genetically engineered in that fashion. But uh, something very important, uh, I guess I, uh, I did have an awakening when I went to France when I was 19. It was really uh, a sensual awakening. I had eaten food. I was a very picky eater when I was a kid. But I had never understood the pleasure of eating food. And the French at that time, this was uh, 30 years ago now. It's hard to believe. But when I went, you would go down to the corner store in the morning and pick up a hot baguette. And uh, there was a line out the store, people waiting for that. And I just wondered, how could, good could this be that people would wait in line for five minutes to get their baguette in the morning. And every day on my way to school, I went through the open marketplace and there were these aromas and beautiful piles of tomatoes and eggplants and herbs. And I just took all of this information in as if by osmosis. And when I came back home, I wanted, I wanted to eat like that. I really wanted to live like that. I wanted to have a mother that came home and cooked for me uh, a lunch that may take an hour and a half or two and gather around the table with my family. I wanted to sit in the cafes in the afternoon and talk with my friends. I wanted to have dinner at these little restaurants. So I thought I'd open one. Uh, I borrowed money from my family and we opened Chez Panisse almost 27 years ago with $10,000. And I was extremely naive. I didn't know the first thing about it. I had been a waitress in, uh, during college. And so at least I felt like I knew how to bring the plates to the table. But I didn't know what it meant to cook. I just wanted those ingredients. And so it was really a search that I was on. Uh, looking for those, those vegetables, those fruits, those meats, wanted things to taste like that. And I ended up at first uh, buying those big boxes of green beans and searching through the whole box to get the little tiniest ones from the center. Those are those big Kentucky Wonder beans, and I took out the little tiny ones, and I threw out all the rest. I just wanted that little pile. Well, after a while, we realized that... that Maybe we needed to start a farm of our own so that we could grow these vegetables. 
But of course, we didn't know very much about farming, and that turned out to be a disaster. But it did help us to understand that it has to do with the varieties that are grown and when they're picked and how quickly they can be brought into the restaurant. That that, that information helped us to cook the food that we tried to cook. So that was a search that we were on, and we have ended up with probably 75 different purveyors that bring food to Chez Panisse. Some of them as far away as San Diego, but most of them within an hour or two of the restaurant. And some of them are very, very small and only bring the peaches from their one peach tree for one week in July. And some of them that bring us their lettuces from their gardens every day uh, for the restaurant. But this, this way of thinking about food uh, turns out to be, I think, the best way to think about it because it allows you to have the food that's ripe and seasonal in the restaurant. It allows you to take your cues from what is in the marketplace. And it has changed the way that, that, we, that we cook in the restaurant. We look first to see what's there, and then we see how to cook it. Now, I thought that we could be a very self-contained little universe there until I realized that what is coming downstream is affecting what's in those fields. And so that if I don't get out there and talk to people about um, our natural resources, and if I don't talk to them how about how important it is these farmers are to the future, then we're not going to be able to serve the, the right kind of food at the restaurant. We're not going to continue to do this. So I got involved. I have to back up just a little bit that one of the suppliers of the food for Chez Panisse happened to be a garden in the San Francisco County Jail. Now, this was a program, a horticultural program, started by a woman named Catherine Sneed about 18 years ago. And she had a farming program on the grounds of the jail as a way of giving therapy to the inmates. And in fact, it worked. And I went out there to pick up my radishes and talked with some of these inmates who said that this experience of putting their hands in the earth was the greatest experience that they had had in their lives. And that when they offered that food that they had grown to homeless centers in San Francisco, that they felt that their life could be worthwhile. So I took that information inside, that, that understanding of food as being a way of, uh, as being transformational. And I put that someplace inside. And I, when I got involved with a local school in Berkeley, I thought, aha, this is a way that we can teach children some essential values. Because if they can put their hands in the earth, 
and they can learn how to feed themselves, that this can really change their lives, give meaning to their lives. And in fact, this is a, a project that I started about five years ago. We call it the Edible Schoolyard. And uh, it's, um, it's on a very, actually it's on a very large piece of land because many of the schools in this country were built on big pieces of property back in the early 20s and most of them have asphalt uh, covering. But in fact, there's a lot of space there for, for gardens. And so we dug up some of this asphalt and planted a half acre garden. And I had hoped that the students would learn how to take care of the land by being involved in tending this garden. And I hoped that they might learn about how to feed themselves by learning how to cook in the kitchen. And I thought that they would learn a lot by coming around and sitting at the table uh, understanding that ritual of the table. Well, in fact, that's the way it has worked. They, they love the garden, and it's going to be, we're going to turn it into the school lunch program. And we're going to help to give children this sensual awakening like the awakening that I had in France. Because I think that information comes in through your senses. That's how you get information into your head. And if these senses are all closed down, you're not getting the full picture. And we need to use our hands, and we need to use our eyes, and we need to use our nose. And everything in the society is sort of closing off those avenues. And we need to open them up because they are, they are the pathways in. And um, food is something that we eat three, well, two or three times a day. And if we can eat in a way, that, in a sensual way, that brings values into our, into our understanding of life, then we are, we are enriching ourselves and giving ourselves uh, a lot of meaning. It's been a very profound experience for me. I've, I feel a little inarticulate as I, I, I know that if I fed you all here that you'd understand. <laughs> but I just, I just want to say that I'm, I'm sort of rambling on, but something very, very important. And that is, is that these decisions that you make about what you put in your mouth are very political decisions because when you choose to buy your food from people who are taking care of the land for the future generation and who are conserving our natural resources, then you're supporting a system that is bringing communities together and improving the quality of our life. And when you decide that you're going to eat fast food, from people that you don't know, who are more interested in money than your nourishment, then you're supporting a whole other system that is destroying traditions and communities around the world. And so you're right there 
to make the right kind of decision. And believe me, that once you make these choices, once you make these delicious decisions, it sets you on another path. And the path, uh, the, the, my understanding now after 27 years is yes, I have some wonderful things to eat, but what I found is something much more important, and that is that I have a very tight group of friends who care about me and I care about them. That's what I found, and that was what I think I experienced in France 27 years ago, is a sense of the family together and a sense of a community that supported each other. Every time somebody went down and bought a loaf of bread that morning, hot baguette, they said hello to the guy who ran the store. He was happy that he could give that bread to somebody, and they were happy to receive it. They talked when they were in line. I think it's a terrible crime to go into a place, to pile your uh, uh, shopping cart full of, of God knows what and get in and out without ever saying hello to anybody. That, to me, is inhuman. And the, the real pleasure that I've had in my life is making these connections. There.